Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. <laughs> and we're live. <laughs> How's that? Please you do not talk? swear. <laughs> Hope everyone's well. How are How- you, Hint? Oh, it's cute. I am good, mate. How the devil are you? Yeah, fan dabby doozy. Fan dabby doozy. Back. I told you we're coming back. Okay. Um, side note: Turn on the uh, I'm actually n- I- I'm not here next week, so it will be a solo mm. by Ryan. But nevertheless, we are back with our consistent episodes and. Um, What's what's been going down this week for you? Anything, anything exciting? Uh, no, not particularly. Um, just working. I've got a uni reunion this weekend. Oh, so yeah, I go tomorrow morning, uh, and then don't come back till like Monday. So it's quite long. Um, it's the first time being away from the girls as well, which is gonna be a bit weird. Haven't ever been away. For where is it you're going? Norfolk. Because last Norfolk. time they were like, oh, do you mind if we go here? And it was like next door yeah, to your house. Wasn't literally, it? <laughs> to literally Wadhurst, 10 minutes down the road. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this yeah. time it's uh, three hours away, which is great. Um, but it is what it is. Um, you know, it's good. We're going to go meet a friend tomorrow and we're going to play some golf before we meet everyone else. So it's my start. Awesome. My start. What about yourself? Are you packed? Are you, have you started packing? No, mate, not even close. Um, <laughs> it's all been a bit stressful, to be honest, because we've. Um, we have to go to a fit fly centre. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have to go to fit fly centre to get the PCR test. So it has to be done on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we booked all that and then we got the confirmation email and they were like, cool. So all you need is your passport. And we were like, brilliant, because we're in East Sussex. Our passports are in Hampshire, in Portsmouth. So we're going to have to drive back to Hampshire to then drive back to like pretty much past East Sussex to get to Gatwick to then drive back to Hampshire again, which is going to be just awesome. So, <laughs> Life and, and has then, its way of throwing you some lovely curveballs, isn't it? Yeah, and then that doesn't even like, that's just to get the test done. That doesn't even qualify me for being negative. If I yeah. come back positive, not only am I ruining my trip. Oh, mate, I can't, I honestly can't tell you. And I feel like such a dick because like everyone like... It's amazing. It's really nice to see that people want to like do stuff with me and stuff. Like I've literally had like multiple texts being like uh, from mates being like, "Oh, maybe do you just want to go for like a beer on Saturday, or do you just want to go for some lunch?" Like nothing crazy. And I'm like, "No, yeah, no, I don't. Nah, I'm happy where I am. I want to literally just isolate in a house. <laughs> I don't so... blame you. For this. It makes like it was literally like that before Penelope was born. It was like I literally was like a hermit for like three weeks." And just didn't do anything, didn't see anyone because you just don't want to risk that second line or being told you're mm. positive. Um, and it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. You've got a pretty I amazing think, trip. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, I think I will probably cry. But anyway, enough about us and let's get into the episode. So today we are kind of talking about all things socializing, like weekends, like in the UK. It's obviously getting close to the summer now. I think this week we've had some pretty good weather and I do believe like forecast for this weekend, it's uh, it's going to be pretty nice. So obviously 
it's now much more of a sociable time. And there's something magical about the sun, isn't it? It's like when it comes out, like everyone wants to like actually go and do stuff. Like everyone wants to socialize. And this is very like a stereotypical English thing to say, but like most of our socialization happens in like food or alcohol settings. Mm-hmm. So the problem is with that, obviously when you go to these restaurants, like the, their number one goal is to give you like the nicest possible meal, like tasting meal, because they want you to come back and have more over and over again. So if this, if obviously it's going to be low calorie or plain and boring, they're not going to really get your repeat service. Mm. Then when it comes to alcohol, it's just very calorie dense. Like even if you go for like a diet Coke and vodka, like you're still looking between like, you know, 80 to 120 calories. And you're never just having one, like especially in a social setting, you're going to have be having a few. If you can control yourself, amazing. But if you're a bit like me and you enjoy the environment, you get sucked into it, it's not going to be three. So, um, yeah. So what we're going to speak about today is kind of how to navigate this in the best possible way. So how to navigate social situations, like especially the weekend as as it's coming up. Now, the thing that I want to state right now is... The principle of fat loss is calorie deficit. Now, if you've listened to our podcast for a while, you'll know we've said this over and over again. Ryan's Instagram, you see it on my Facebook, you'd see it on um, on all of our podcasts. But there's many different methods to unpack a way to still keep to your calorie deficit while being sociable. Now, I've heard Ryan speak to a couple of his clients and give them strategies that I personally don't use and I haven't used myself, where there's some strategies that I've used that I know Ryan doesn't necessarily like speak to his clients about. At the end of the day, we're still unpackaging the same thing, like the calorie deficit. We're still getting them to achieve the goal. It's just the way for them to achieve their goal. Like there is many different methods behind it. So I thought it'd be um I thought it'd be quite good if you start maybe with like your typical best ways of how you navigate the weekend social situations. And then I'll say about how like potentially mine could be a little bit different and things that I'll, I'll look out for. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, first things first, it comes down to individual. It comes down to yeah. your relationship with food, your social life, how you are with everything, your mindset, because for some people, some methods will work for others. They won't. And it very much revolves around your relationship with food. For me, if I know I've got a social event, well, there's no issue for myself to reduce my calories in the run up to it. Like I literally will just reduce my calories probably by like an extra two, maybe 300 throughout the week up until the weekend. And then I can just enjoy it and I won't track at all on the social event because I will just know that I've got enough calories packed behind me to just enjoy it. Now, this also is different between men and women. I've got a lot more calories than probably majority of women that are dieting as well. So I've therefore got more room and more flexibility. Okay, so there's so many things you've got to take into account. So one way you could do, and <coughs> at least what I do, is literally reduce my calories by, so say I know I'm going out Saturday night, I will reduce my calories by a couple of hundred Monday to Friday, which will give me an extra thousand calories. I will have a light breakfast. I will have just like a normal lunch and then I will enjoy the evening festivities and not worry about it. The reason that I do it like that is because I've got plenty of calories to play with. I don't mind having slightly lower calories. I don't feel like I'm having to restrict in the week to earn my food at the weekend. That doesn't bother me. I'm simply seeing it as like, look, if I want to spend more calories at the weekend, I've just got to be a little bit more sensible in the week. And I make it super simple by just adjust my breakfast. So I don't worry about like my dinners and my lunches. They kind of like stay the same thing. It's just my breakfast that I adjust. 
And that makes it easier as well because a lot of people start to think if they reduce their calories, they're like, oh my God, I'm going to have to eat less. I'm going to have to be hungry. And it's like, don't plant those seeds. Like I literally just think, right, what's the easiest way for me to reduce 200 calories here? And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, instead of having, I'm just going to have a protein shake every morning instead of having scrambled egg and toast or a bowl of porridge, whatever it might be. I'm just literally making one change and the rest of my day is normal. So I'm creating as little friction as possible. The other thing, depending on what the social event is, like if the social event's not massive and it's just an evening of drinks, it's not even food. Well, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to have a light breakfast, light lunch, and I'm just going to make a relatively calorie uh, controlled decision for the evening. It's just like my week isn't even affected. Literally my evening of that meal, was it worth it per se? I'm just going to make a calorie decision around what I'm going to eat. Again, if I want something bigger, maybe I'll just skip breakfast, have a light lunch, then have the dinner. But ultimately, I'm trying to do something that's going to cause the least amount of friction, but allow me to still continue with my goals. Another way, if it's like a little bit um, last minute, so say I go plan out to, I haven't planned it, and suddenly I've ended up like, mates, like, oh, we're going to go to the pub and I have a few pints. I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? I probably tanked a good like few, you know, I probably tanked 1,500 extra calories of beer last night. And I'm like, oh, damn, didn't plan for that. And I'm like, right, what's the easiest way for me to navigate this now? And I'm like, well, I've got two choices. I either just suck it up and I just accept that I have a slower rate of fat loss this week, which I sometimes do. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I don't want to feel hungry. I don't want it to affect my performance in the gym. So I'm not going to worry about those 2,000 calories a weekend. I'm just going to accept that this week, instead of losing a kilo, I might only lose 0.5, maybe 0.3. But I'm still going to lose body fat because I know that 2,000 calories isn't going to take me out of my deficit. Alternatively, I can just maybe make a little dent in it. I might be like, okay, cool. What I'm going to do for the next two days is I'm going to take uh, on the next three days, for example, I might take like 200 calories off it and I'll take 600 away, which will be half of what, if I said I spent 1500 a weekend, it'll be half of what I spent, for example. Or if I really want to be a little bit more diligent, I can then actually just take off 200 across like the whole of the next week. But really what it is often kind of like dictated by is like what I've got coming up. If I've got another social event next weekend, then it's not going to be any point in me trying to hack calories beforehand. How, how am I feeling? You know, have I got some busy days coming up? Am I really going to want to cut my calories or am I going to want them? You know, am I really enjoying my training and I don't want that to be impacted? All of these different things as to where I am at mentally, where I'm at physically, where my lifestyle's at, dictate the type of process that I employ when it comes to navigating a social event, whether it's pre, whether it's post, or whether it's anything at all. Like I said, some weeks I literally won't even navigate it. I will just accept a slower rate of fat loss. For the majority of you listening to this, and I don't say this like I'm some fancy guru, but like for the majority of you, that won't be an issue. That won't be an option, sorry, because you will not be able to handle the fact of having a slow rate of fat loss. It's probably your worst bloody nightmare to honest listen to that. But for those of you that are at a space when you can do that and you can logically accept that, you know what, it's going to be a slow rate of fat loss, but that's okay, then great. You're in such an empowered position to be able to make that decision that you're not going to worry about it. But for everyone else that wants to make adjustments and wants to continue the path, then the goal-orientated decisions are going to be made either pre, post, or if it's not too kind of calorie dense, they can just be made on the day. Small, simple adjustments um, to the calories before, small, simple adjustments after, or small, simple adjustments just on the day to lunch or breakfast beforehand, for example. Um, and yeah. Yeah, you, like, um, just you're so right on one. in terms of what you said at the beginning, though, about like, it's the, the key foundation behind it all is, is really knowing like yes. you is is yeah. is knowing about your um your habits your behaviors stuff like that and what i mean by that is 
Ryan's very, very good. And this is just through years of knowing him. Like after, he doesn't really eat that much after like a drinking occasion, do you? Like you don't like your Sundays. I always remember you telling me like they're, they're not very calorie dense at all, but you're very good at, yeah, you're good at just having one meal. Whereas I'm the type of person that's like, I feel sorry for myself. Like I deserve to have extra calories because I went out drinking like, woe is me. (laughs) So I... I'm much more methodical about like what I do because I want to set myself up for a situation where I can have an immense amount of calories over the weekend and not have to stress about it. But the reason that I do that is because a, I know that typically the next day after drinking, my hunger is through the roof. Like it's so, so high and B my, I'm very good at being able to have low calories midweek because I don't think my hunger is particularly that high. Like I don't massively have huge amount of cravings. So I know that I converge on the lower side aggressively midweek to then allow myself to have this like huge bolus of calories over the weekend and not really even have to think about it. Because what I used to do is I, I was that person that was like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna, I typically have like eight, Oh, oh, let's not kid myself. <laughs> I typically have about like five pints yeah. at the pub, and I would be like, right, okay, or well, five pints. How much is that each one? And then I'd reverse engineer it, and that works very, very well. Like a lot of people are very, very successful with that, and it's a great way to do it. But I also know two things about me. Like it causes a lot of stress to my evening because once I hit the five pint mark, I'm like. I know I'm actively over, like anything else is over my calories and it puts a little bit of friction between me and the social event. So I start to like act differently and stuff like that. Or the other version is like, I pretty much, I, I get to the five point mark and because I'm a little bit, um, yeah, I was going to think of a good word for it, intoxicated. Um, <laughs> ski, my ski, decision ski, mate. Was it my mum used to say? You were definitely uh, ski with, ski with, yeah, but squiffy, a bit squiffy, and and um, he's always like, you're definitely a bit squiffy. <laughs> yeah, and then what happens is like because my uh, my kind of like my thought process is has gone out the window, and at that moment in time, I don't really care. But because I actually then know I went over my calories, I feel guilty the next day, and then I feel guilty the next day because I went over my calories again. So I just know for me personally, like it's not an issue me being lower calories midweek, like aggressively low to then have a huge amount of the weekend. But you can see what I'm saying here. Like even like like the three or four different examples that Ryan gave and then the one that I just gave there, like they all achieve the same goal at the end of the day. Like it's still eliciting that, fa- um, that um, negative energy balance. Like it's still making sure that we're in the calorie deficit. It's going to elicit the fat loss. So it doesn't really matter which way you do it. Like it really comes down to you. And just while you were talking then, I actually thought of like straight away a few a few clients um, that I had in mind where it's like we've actually tried certain strategies that really didn't work well for them. Like I can think one of the, um, with one of my clients, we tried aggressively having like lower calories midweek. But what we realized actually, like it was getting more towards so like monday to wednesday was was pretty was pretty good but then as thursday friday came like the cravings were so much higher and some weeks she'd be able to like actually manage it well but she was well 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 over the top eating when it got to saturday and sunday right. because her 
her like psychology was like, I'm, I'm allowed to have all of this food. Like I can eat it all. And it was almost like an excuse for her to eat as much as it like is it, yeah. in sight. Yeah. So psychologically that approach didn't work very well for her at all. So we actually had to change it up to like Ryan said is actually strategically make it a bit more um, like smaller, uh, smaller reductions. Like literally instead of having 200 grams of yogurt, have a hundred grams instead of having like a protein, uh, a protein bar or like a chocolate bar in the evening, you just don't have the chocolate bar. It's not like completely changing the meals. It's like one or two items that you're changing that saves two to 300 calories a day stacked up at the end of the week. Like something that's just so, um, unnoticeable. Yeah. There's th- there's one that um, recently one of my clients has, has started implementing. She absolutely loves orange juice, loves the OJ, oh, like, loves yeah. it. And like the reason that like, she was gravitated like into our program and loves it so much is because we're pretty much the only people that have ever said to her, "You don't have to give this up." Like yeah. we were like, I was like, that's that's one of your desires, like your your OJ. daily pleasures. Yeah, you, you love your daily pleasure and have it. Like, so you should. It's obviously just make sure you're counting for like the calories and stuff. Yeah. But what we actually have managed to do recently, because she has about two glasses a day and it does come to about like 250, 300 calories of her daily calories. So what we've just done on the weeks that she's going drinking at the weekend, we literally have just said for that week, either half the amount of orange juice you'll have or just for that week maybe just have orange squash instead mm-hmm. so like hugely saving herself the amount of calories and because she knows it's not like a lo- long-term thing and she's not saying i can't have it she's actively making a choice because she's like i want to go out with the weekend and eat and drink so i'm actively making a decision myself that i'm going to reduce it's not it's can you see how it's framed completely different between i'm not allowed to have orange juice to actually like I'm making a conscious decision to not have orange juice because I want to have calories later on in the week. Yeah. It's very, very different. Like when you're in that psychology of being like, I can't have this food, like you're in that on off plan, like thought process, which is where like disordered eating really starts to, to, to kick in. Yeah. And that's what that's, that's the, that's the crucial point is that there is no right or wrong. There is no correct way, right, correct way for everyone as it were, like a one size fits all thing. It's totally on you, your environment, your likes, your dislikes. Like for that, it's orange juice, whatever. It just needs to be something that is the path of least resistance. With everything in dieting, the reason as to why you failed so many times before is because you've always chosen the path of most resistance. You've always quit stuff, cancelled stuff. You know, you've cut out your favourite food. You've stopped socialising. It's always been so much friction between you and your goal. And this is what you want to avoid. And it comes to every single decision that you make on your weight loss journey. What is the decision that I make in and of this moment and how I navigate moving forward that's going to give me the least friction possible? And that's exactly, you know, whenever you are making changes, that's why it wants to be just small. Like I said, I don't, you know, most of the time actually I have a protein shake and a, and a little protein yogurt. I quite like that more recently. And it's like, if I want to save 200 calories, I just don't have the yogurt. And it's like that instant there has just been my 200 calories. And instead of having both, I just have one of them. And it's like, I haven't then caused any friction or I can alternate between the two because they're both 200 calories. So it's like, I haven't caused any friction. I haven't made any massive changes. I've literally taken the most easiest thing that I could swap in, swap out. It's like, okay, cool. Instead of having a shake and a yogurt, I'm going to have one or the other. It's like, done. Mm. That's it. No thought process, no stress, no worry. I haven't got to, you know, create more meal preps, change all my different meal preps, change all my routine, eat at a different time. It's like, I've just made one simple thing, which has then given me the opportunity to then keep uh, on the kind of like trajectory that I'm on towards my goals. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. 
Don't. Um, and also, just a final thing, alcohol does not make you fat. Don't worry, you can drink alcohol and still lose weight. No, no, not at all. It's like, you've just got to, like, I, I like we said throughout this, it's like, really know um, yourself. Like, what I quite like to get people to do, and a lot of my clients, like we were speaking about in the coaching call the other day, is know your worst case scenario and like be brutally honest with yourself. Like if you, especially if you're like a spontaneous person and you have spontaneous events come up, know your worst case scenario. And what I mean by that is like, are you like someone that like plans to go out just for like a few drinks? Maybe you go out and have like two glasses of wine or something. But as soon as you get the girls together, it's not two glasses of wine. It's four glasses of wine with four Jaeger bombs two shots of so-and-so, a couple of Proseccos. Like, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, almost that. paint that worst picture and what it is and what you would typically do the next day in terms of, like, your food consumption and bank enough calories for that. Mm-hmm. Because then you can just reverse engineer the rest of the week and be like, I'm going to save these calories and I'm going to spread them out. Like, I'm going to, like, save myself X amount every single day up until the event, even if it does or doesn't happen. Because if it doesn't happen, well, you've maybe got a little bit more calories to play over on the weekend that you can have that isn't in alcohol or anything like that. Or you can just accept that that week's probably going to be a much faster uh, week accelerated with your fat loss. Yeah. Because you know a social event is going to pop up at some point anyway. Yeah. True. And also on this note, like, because... You kind of need... For these processes to work, you do need to know, like, what your calorie deficit is. So... If you are sitting here and you're like, I don't even know what my calories are. I don't know how to work it out. Well, we have a solution for you. We have a calorie calculator that we can attach to the links in this podcast. So you can go ahead and download the calorie calculator and actually get a good understanding to what your calories may be and um, what they need to look like for the week. Yeah, man. Yeah. And if you are, yeah. And it's also on the link in the Instagram bio as well. So go find them out. And if you're stuck and you're unsure, you can always reach out, DM me um, and ask for any help or advice if you're unsure if the calories are right, wrong, sideways, backwards, upside down, whatever they might be. Just ask and we'll always help you out. Boom. Perfect. Um, any, any closing words? Um, yeah. You don't have to be a hermit to lose weight. <laughs> That's my statement. I thought you were going to make something rhyme there. No, oh, no. You don't have to be a hermit to. Let's just end it there. Drop the permit. <laughs> Drop your permit. <laughs> All right, team. Well, um, it's been a pleasure. Never a chore. We'll see you in the next episode. And always remember. Stay safe. Stay safe out there. There's plenty of BS all over the internet. I will see you in two weeks. Take care. See you later, team. Bye bye.